Hi guys, you're welcome to my ever first podcast video. Well, this is not literally the first, but it's like the first that will most probably be published. Yeah, let's put it that way. So, tonight, this morning, I don't know what time it is, wherever you are, but we'll be talking about faith. And yeah. Personally, I know I'm not in the best, like, I'm not the best person to talk about faith because um, one person that doesn't work in complete faith, yeah, Pastor Todd has taught me to be humble, open, and transparent. So this is me being vulnerable to the many people that will listen to this podcast. But tonight... I'm not talking about faith because I walk in and act in faith all of the time. I'm talking about it because I believe in talking about it and speaking to people about it. I'll be giving myself the strength to start working and acting in faith. So what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. That's Hebrew 11 verse 1. To be very honest, the first time I had that description of faith from the Bible, I didn't understand it clearly. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. I like the way the NIV version or is it the NLT version booty? I can't really get it now, but it talks about confidence and hope and explains it much better that way. But I only had that version um, yesterday night when I was listening to Pastor Mike Todd's preaching on crazy faith. And that made me want to share my story and talk to a lot of people about faith. Yeah, I'll say it again. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But let me explain it to you in the best possible way I can. Faith is taking the first step even when you cannot see the whole staircase. Faith is working out in the dark without torchlight, without a source of light, but Trusting God that you're going to make it and you're going to be fine and you're going to succeed. Um, Pastor Mike Todd yesterday gave a description of the faith formula and he said faith is intellectual agreement plus trust. So first of all, you have to intellectually, psychologically, emotionally, mentally agree that something is but more than just agreement, you have to trust that that thing will be. Faith is more than just believing that God can. It's believing that He will. I decided to share my story on faith and talk about it tonight because for two weeks now, slash in two weeks now, God used to really big movies to speak to me about faith and I don't know why it came at this point in my life or maybe I do 
because like I said I'm one person that doesn't work in complete faith not that I never have faith in God but I never work in complete faith I'll tell you why faith is completely 100% trusting that God will it's more than just believing that he can because we all know that God can heal diseases he can heal even HIV and AIDS God can give barren women children and impotent fathers children God can open the wombs of many God can provide you know life resources for the poor faith is believing that that miracle you know he can do he will do it in your life faith is trusting that God the God that did it for your neighbor or the other people around you will do it for you faith is not helping God solve your problems by yourself that's not how faith does faith is not helping God try to fix your life that's not what faith do what faith what faith does is faith gives the complete total surrender to God not keeping a half because you don't fully trust that he can take care of you in that aspect so you want to do it by yourself no you know in the two movies God used to talk to me about faith the first one was nothing to lose he talked about a white man that God called from I think about 20 years of age and he started doing the Lord's work and the second one I can't really remember the name of the white guy but right now he's in his 80s he's pretty much old and he's been doing the Lord's work for yeah for over six years now best bet he's very successful and he has impacted so many lives I mean I wouldn't have known about him if he wasn't this famous and successful so yeah and the second one most Nigerians will know about him Mike Bamloe you know I kind of came across well a friend of mine told me about the movie the train talks about his life story and how God changed him from being a really notorious young boy to being the man he is today and in those two movies you know the power of faith at which the power and the faith that the two men exercised in those movies, you know, that really, really, really resonated with my spirit and my experience so much that, you know, after watching, I'm this, you know, I'm this really emotional person and after watching those movies, I really cried, like, I cried out a lot because I knew that if I were in their shoes, I would never ever do what they did well let me explain it to you God called them into a ministry the first ministry the first man's ministry that's a white guy was preaching to people just 
on the streets preaching to people and I'm pretty sure that at that time there was no social media or cell phones or smartphones to talk to people about God on the internet and you know make things easier and God asked him to leave his job and follow him and just go on preaching in the streets now I'm not going to throw this question to the people listening to this podcast because I'm going to answer it myself. If he were to be me, the God asked to leave my job, my only source of income, and just go about preaching in the streets every day. I'm very sure that I'm going to doubt God. I'm going to doubt that that's God's voice that I'm hearing because it's in his word that he's going to make provision for us so i'm just going to believe that the provision he's making for me is through that job he gave me and god cannot be asking me to leave the job he gave me i don't know if you understand what i'm saying yeah so i'm going to if i were in that if, if i was in his shoes i'm pretty much sure that i was, was going to doubt that that was god's voice but he followed god and I'm not going to doubt it because I doubt that that's God's voice. I'm going to doubt it because I feel, I'll feel like, you know, this is not the right thing he's saying. I feel, I'll feel like, okay, I get what you're saying, God. It's like, okay, you need me to go out in the streets and preach to people. But, okay, I'm going to do it first thing in the morning before I go to work and I'm going to do it on my way back from work and this was me this would be me trying to help God fix my life and provide for me by you know still going to work that he has asked me to stop going to because I don't believe that he's going to take care of my needs enough so I need to go to work to earn money to feed my family and all that yeah and the uh, Second one is okay. First of all, I would like to point out something. You know, the first one is like way logical because you know, when you're on the road preaching or in the streets preaching and talking to people about God, it's easy for God to, you know, it's relatable and it's understandable that God can use those people that you're talking to to bless you i mean whether you ask for it or not god can you know lead some people to drop some amount of money for you just beside you and all that and all that and it's quite relatable so it's gonna be like okay god so yeah you're going to provide for me through this means so yeah i'm gonna completely follow you you know i trust you you know you can just lead a billionaire one day to pies by me in the streets preaching and talking to people about you and the person is just gonna you know drop some kind of big bag of money there and boom i'm be a millionaire i'm going to use the money to work in your vineyard and provide for the church and all that and all that but i want to i want to point out to you guys the second story story of mike bamaloy he was a kid like i said a really notorious kid right about stealing and fighting and all that and somehow I think in his 20s or so, God arrested him and, you know, called him. 
and even in his university days you know he so much followed god he could have the spirit of discernment to know when god was speaking and to know what god wanted him to do in all of that and at a point in his life after i think after his university education god asked him to leave his job and start a drama ministry in a church now this was a man that was supposed to be man enough to have a job and provide for himself and possibly start looking for a wife and of course to find a wife you have to have a job like a source of income i mean how would you take care of your wife and your future kids if you don't even have a source of income and all that so but what did he do what did mike do mike bamaloya left his job and all he did all day long and all night long was to wake up in the morning take his bath have his breakfast because he was living with his sister his other sister at that time so all he had to do was wake up in the morning have his bath take his breakfast and sit down at the dining table or at his study table and start writing drama scripts as the lord spoke to him inside his house you know if we begin to think of it and if we begin to logically analyze God's instruction it's going to be like okay well his sister is there to you know provide for him and all that but Mike's going to get a wife someday I mean but so how is he going to take care of his wife I mean his sister cannot be providing for him and his wife I mean not at that age so how is he going to do it but Mike did not think about it. And you know one funny thing, the very day he told his sister that he was not going to work because he retired because God asked him to, his sister told him to his face that he was mad, that God cannot ask you to leave your job because how are you going to provide for yourself? I mean, God put you there for you to also, I mean, make an impact in the lives of people so how will god ask you to leave your job and his sister was so furious about it and was so angry at him and all that and all that but it didn't make him turn his back on his decision he was set up to follow god and you know it was really funny to me because it didn't even stop god from bringing mike's wife to him and you know if we begin to you know logically analyze everything that happened it's like where was he getting all of the money from that he used because okay well the drama ministry started out you know productive i mean from the last church he went to i think the church he was attending he was you know able to convince and evangelize and draw people into the drama ministry and quite a number of people agreed to follow him and you know all he had to do was to write the scripts and present and they would choose characters and act and act out the play in a church and so he started moving from church to church you know in the city yeah acting drama and all that and at one point in life in his life god asked him to move from the west which he basically resided at at that time and go to the northern states 
I think that was Kaduna State. Yeah, it's in the north of Nigeria because God wanted him to act a side in drama there to touch lives. Now, this was a man that had no source of income and at that time, actually, he had a wife. At the time when God asked him to move to Kaduna, he had a wife because um, the church he went to, you know, in this play, the actor, that was where he met his wife. And I kind of became friends because in the play, the actor, they were, you know, a couple. So it kind of made them closer. And yeah, that was where they started talking. And finally, Mike got the, the infantry to, you know, convince Gloria to marry him. And you know one funny thing that happened on the day of introduction? You know this thing in Nigeria where the lady, you know, the guy comes to the lady's parents and family and you know gives them some kind of wine and drink and goes like i want to marry your daughter and all that and all that and they give their blessings and all that yeah so the day they went for the um introduction mike's sister came quite late and after the whole this after the whole like um pleasantries and introducing the family members of the girl to Mike's elder sister being the only family he had at that time because he had lost his parents already his other sister just you know <laughs> it was kind of harsh though but she was cool. she goes like um she was saying this in Yoruba though you know there's got some kind of translation there she goes like um I don't know what you're saying I don't know why you're letting your daughter marry my brother because he is jobless he doesn't have any job he is not working in any place he doesn't have money to take care of you you are a fine girl and i don't want you to suffer in my brother's hand so i'm not gonna let you marry him and you know like she said it in the presence of everybody like this was a big blow and i'm pretty sure that if any of us right now we're like it would be like god i thought you said you got me covered like why would you have to let me you know face this kind of embarrassment and all that and all that but it did not make mike flinch and at the end of the day i don't know they finally got to convince their mike's big sister that they would survive it all and they got married and moved out of his sister's place and honestly i don't i don't know i don't know how it happened but this is a man that he and his wife decided to quit their work that different jobs just to focus on the drama ministry that god called them into mount zion ministries and how are they paying their house rent like how are they buying food how are they eating how are the children going to school how were they able to provide for the school fees the codes everything i mean if you rationalize it they were not working they were jobless so how was it able to happen but at the end of the movie you know i seriously found myself crying like these are the people that stepped out the line you know laid their lives on the line for god like god I don't know what you're doing. I, I don't understand, but this is your voice. This is clearly your voice and I'm going to obey and I'm going to follow you without thinking. 
today we all know the you know the impact of the ministry of mount zion movies in the lives of so many christians and it's you know it's i don't even know how to put it you know you know after watching that movie i i really cried that night because it showed me how much of a faithless christian i was like i said faith is more than just believing that god can i mean i so much believe that if i were to be mike without telling me if god asked me to quit my job i know that if i quit it he would never leave me to go begging for bread from anybody like he would literally provide for me every time i know i wouldn't even have to ask for it he would just give it to me i know but i'm still going to doubt that he will do it because the moment you ask me to stop i'm going to be like okay right now what i have in my account is let's say $500 and so they should carry me for like 3 months and or maybe 4 months and that will be for example $500 in Ukraine yeah as a student it can carry me for yeah 4 to 5 months yeah as a student in America it would carry me for only 1 month and let's say if I were in America and God asked me to do that and I didn't have, probably I was sponsoring myself in school and I was working and God asked me to stop working and continue going to school but occupying myself with one certain thing that isn't going to pay me but it's going to really touch lives because I'll be talking to people about God. I will be like, okay, right now what I have in my account is like $500 okay so god what are you asking me now to invest this into first of all let's start from there which which stock are you asking me to buy because you know we have to find a way to make this work i mean this is just one month money and it's not one month alone that i'm gonna quit this job it's like forever and i'm not gonna die i'm not gonna starve so god i mean let's talk about it which what, what do you want me to invest in tell me i will do it and that is faithlessness actually because at that point you're trying to help god fix your life and solve your problem you're not believing that he will you only know that he can but you're not believing that he will and what is faith faith is more than just believing that god can it is believing that he will and you know when I got tears that night, the only thing I could say, the only prayer I could say for myself was, God, I needed to give me this grace to have this unshaking faith in you. Because personally, like I said, I know I'm a big fan of logically every time analyzing God's instructions to me. And if honestly, if I were if I were in any of their shoes, I mean Mike or the other white guy, <laughs> I don't know, honestly. And I know that for the many of us that will come across those movies, we just know that we won't be able to put up that so much sacrifice for God because it's like something crazy. And I was listening to Pastor Mike Todd's preach 
preaching on um, crazy faith last night like the night of 1st July yeah precisely and he was talking about crazy faith and he said something it was like crazy what is crazy crazy is something insane something erratical something that seems impossible to happen yeah and what is faith faith is the confidence and the hope in something you cannot prove now what is crazy faith you are having this insane faith this insane belief this radical trust in something you cannot prove let me explain it better with a life experience it's like Mike Bamiloy quitting his job and staying home to just write scripts and believing insanely that even if that is all he gets to do every day for the next 10 years he would still marry he would still have kids but sitting on that seat and writing those and writing all the drama scripts that God it's going to provide money to feed his family to take his children to school to change their wardrobe to provide everything they need and much more that is crazy faith and it reminds me of what the bible says now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or imagine you know maybe when god was talking to um, mike bamiloy about like his drama ministry quitting it maybe he thought that okay this would just happen you know in this church and this church and this church maybe in just the state i mean and you know that will be it that will be where my ministry will end and like i will just be in this place acting dramas and god will be blessing me through the people i'm surrounded with but he didn't know that it was so much more than that you know it's it's crazy yeah because it's like when you have this really crazy faith in god you're like god i i don't know where you're taking me to but i trust you and pastor mike Todd said something he said um god either shows you the mountain the mountain top and not the pathway or he shows you the pathway and not the mountain top to Mike Bamiloy, he showed him the pathway, but he didn't show him the mountain top. Probably, I'm sure, maybe if you ask Mike Bamiloy, when he first started this drama ministry with his wife, he never knew that it would be such a um, you know nationwide, some kind of worldwide thing that really bless people and touch a lot of lives if you ask the other white guy the same thing he would never you know think of it that he would own one of the biggest churches in the world and will be impacting and touching so many lives and healing so many people but this is the pathway for me 
I can tell you that God showed me the mountain top. He didn't show me the pathway. And that was where the greatest door to all of my confusion started because I thought, okay, God, you, you I know where you're getting me to. So I went online, you know, found people in my niche and I thought, okay, so God, this is indirectly what you're telling me to do. So, okay, I'm kind of doing And that was not me having faith because I felt it was right. Yeah, but I didn't trust God to take me by himself through the path he wants me to go through and get me to the mountain top. And there I was since 2018, you know, helping God fix my life and helping God get me to the mountain top that I thought would happen in two years, in one year. You know, and when I started listening to Pastor Mike Todd on relationship goals, you know, it's funny because like the whole series was tagged relationship goals, but honestly, counting the so many areas of my life that that particular series has touched and ministered and, you know, resonated with, I really can't count. Because it has made me realize so much that, first of all, I was using the products without consulting the manual. I was trying to pave my way through to the mountaintop without asking God, God, which way do you want me to go? Which way did you design me to go through? Which way was I destined to go through where was I destined to pass through which is my pathway because purpose is a journey is not a destination for every step of the way you are fulfilling your purpose is not something you reach and you feel like you've arrived no it's not I just got to learn that in June last month yeah it's a whole lot and it made me realize that faith is really so big like so big it takes a whole lot faith is you hearing God's word in your life concerning a particular thing and not thinking for one moment with your human mind how that thing would work out but believing in God and completely following every single instruction he gives without asking without thinking without you know trying to rationalize it or analyze it or anything without thinking about what other people would say or stuff or like it's just okay god you asked me to do this and i'm doing this i don't know where we're getting to i don't know i can't see anything in phone everything is just dark and blurry and there's no light out there but you're asking me to take this step and so i'm taking it not because i can see anything in front but because i have so much faith in you that you are not asking me to walk into a deep ditch you're asking me to climb into my glorious destination and that's where i'm going because you are with me and i gotta realize that faith works hand in hand with trust you know like i said that relationship goal series resonated with every area of my life so much because for some moments for some months into quarantine i 
got into this I won't, I won't call it depression but this frustration and confusion about my career pathway and what God wants me to do and what exactly to do in the way God wants me to do it because all this while I have been caught up with what I thought I should be doing not what God wants me to be doing and it opened the door to so many so many so many questions that I couldn't get the answers to and honestly till now well I can say I've gotten one general answer to it has not answered me directly because you know like Pastor Mike Todd said God either shows you the mountain top and not the pathway or he shows you the pathway and not the mountain top and for me he showed me the mountain top and not the pathway and this dream made me realize that whatever I'm doing is not God's plan for me it is my desire because I'm the one trying to you know like carve my way through and through the bushes and through the mountains and everything because like it's this kind of mentality that you know to get to success at some point will be hard so you have to you know use a matchet and cut through the bushes on your path so you can find a clear way to get the mountain but there's just i just realized that there's just this pathway that god has already cleared for me and i just have to walk through it and even though i'm not seeing the next step ahead of me even though i'm not sure of what next to do even though i have so many unanswered questions in my life that i should trust him regardless and that is the only answer to all of my questions regarding my career and work and everything i thought i should be doing trust god regardless of the so many unanswered questions in your life right now i don't even know my career pathway again because honestly intentionally if it were to be me before you know intentionally i would be having out social media posts to make like because i'm trying to create impacts you know i'm trying to make an impact on people like god wanted me to so i'll be like okay so this month i'll talk about this or today i'll talk about this and tomorrow i'll talk about this so it's be in some kind of line but looking through my my instagram posts since like june 14th i just got to realize that all the things i've ever posted since that day has just been god's word dropping inside my heart either when i'm reading the bible on my own or when i'm listening to one of these transformation series you know transformation church sermons and He's been speaking to me so much on it. And right now, I don't even know what next I'm to talk about. I'm planning it in my head, but I'm like, God, I know this is not what you want. And I'm not trying to plan for you. This is what I would like to talk about. But I know that this might not be what, what this might not be what you want from me. But I'm honestly so open-minded. Because 
have faith in you that you are going to get me to that mountaintop. And another, you know, two Bible verses that has really kept me going this past week, these few weeks that I started listening to Transformation Church and all that. The first one is Jeremiah 29 verse 11. says, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. It's like one very big assurance for me that God cannot be planning my downfall. I cannot be following God completely, you know, surrendering totally to Him and I'll be falling down in a deep ditch. God cannot be leading me into something that will reproach his name his plans for me and for my future are bright and delightful I am like the trees planted by the riverside watered in season and out of season and because I am with God never for one day will I run dry and that Bible verse gives me so much assurance because anytime it's like I'm getting confused on on anything concerning life that Bible verse just comes and I don't know I just feel this really big peace inside of me that God I'm sorry for worrying about this this much because I know you already have it all planned out for me and the moment I say that prayer, like, I just let go of everything. And the second Bible verse that, you know, has also kind of kept me in place to, like, avoid me derailing from path because um, I feel like these are the things I should be doing to get to that mountaintop is all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. You know that verse of the Bible is something that really hits me so hard. In simpler terms, it's like for the fact that this thing is like validated by the society or this thing is validated by the you know people, your mentors or anything, it doesn't mean it's God's plan for you. Like I mean for the fact that your mentor followed this particular path in life doesn't mean that it is only through that particular path that you will get to your destination because your destiny is different from your mentors your destiny is different from your moms your destiny is different from your sisters your destiny is different from your pastors so it's like for the fact that they are doing this thing they are doing it because it is good for them and not for you so the only thing you can do is to ask God to show you what is good for you and not for someone else not trying to copy another person's pattern because this person is a Christian and this thing he or she is doing is in the scriptures is in God's word so it's okay for me to do it no 
your destinies are different it is not saying that what that person is doing is bad and sinful and should stop it no it is always saying first of all look at your faces i mean no matter how much of twins you are there will always be some physical differences or like character differences that is how it is your destinies will always be different so respect that difference respect all of the differences it's your uniqueness it's it's what makes you you it's what you know like differentiates and separate your pathway to greatness don't try to fit into what they are doing because they are Christians and you think you should be doing it too because it's in God's word no you gotta ask God for yourself God which way do you want me to go because at some point maybe God will be like okay this person is going straight you gotta follow this person's way but at some point three kilometers into the journey you gotta turn right but if you don't ask God for that it's like okay God you're already speaking to this person so I'm, this person is a Christian so I'm gonna follow this person's path he's my mentor he's my sister she's my sister He's my brother, she's my mom, she's my dad, and I trust that you put them in my life for a purpose to guide me to my, you know, destination, to life. So it's like, I'm going to follow them. But God is trying to tell you, your journey is different. Three kilometers into the journey, you're supposed to turn right, or you're supposed to turn left, because that is what I have for you. But because you're not listening, because you're not asking God, you're just following their path to their own greatness it's not a wrong way it's not the bad path it is not just for you so you should like ask god to help you and most importantly most importantly in this faith journey thing one very important need it's a gift of the spirit that we should ask for is the spirit of discernment you need that spirit to discern whether it's your voice or God's voice or the devil's voice so you don't just go in blindly following something you heard because you feel it's God you need the spirit of discernment to know which is God and it is, I would ask you to you know pray for the peace to follow God's voice and God's instruction but sometimes like I said you will not have that peace it might get tough at some point what God is saying to you is I am not promising you a smooth journey what I'm promising is I will never leave you nor forsake you I will never leave you halfway I will never leave you at the starting point I will never leave you to meet you at the end I will be with you every step of the way it might not be all easy, but I will be there. So all you got to do is to put your trust in God. That he, God, you said you're going to be there for me. What I'm going through right now is really hard and tough on me. But you said you're going to be there for me. So I am trusting you to be there for me. And that is all God wants from us. That is faith. Faith is not just believing in God's word. It's believing in the manifestation of his promises in your life. Believe that he will fulfill all of those promises. 
And as we end today, I just want us to say a prayer to God tonight. Dear God, we're asking for this faith, this unshakable faith in you to trust you regardless of the so many unanswered questions in our lives to have this full faith and hope and trust in you that even when we can't see the mountain top we know you're gonna get us there and even when we can only see the pathways even when we can't see the mountain top that you're going to lead us through the right pathways you have designed for us and most of all lord we ask for your spirit of discernment we ask that you give us that spirit let it come upon us that we'll be able to know and to discern your voice and our voice and the devil's voice so we don't go blindly following the devil or blindly following our thoughts because we think they are from you Help us to discern your word, your spirit, your voice so clear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If this podcast has blessed you, don't forget to share it. It should bless another person too. Come be a stingy child of God. Thank you.